Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 76. In this episode, we'll be talking about counters to some of the new cards, our 11th card, the rare Quasar, and wrapping it all up with not one, but two Brewing Buddies. So let's kick it off with a rules forum update. All right, guys, we are here with Dr. J again. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing really good. We are kicking off another segment with you, which means... It's like three in a row yeah, or another, something, another, maybe more. Yeah, another rules forum segment. Well, that last one seemed like it was like four, four episodes of us starting. Yeah. Um, so we got some more rulings from the WizKids rules forum. Again, I, I do appreciate how they do it right before we're going to record, so thank you so much, WizKids. Yeah, it's been really <laughs> helpful, actually. Yeah, so you can find the WizKids rules forum at win.wizkids.com forward slash BB, B as in boy, it has all the rulings there. So we have that massive one. So we have a little bit of a mini, what is this, a dessert level? It's like, one. it's like, yeah, dessert. Yeah. I, I love yeah. how we equate all these to, to meals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this so, is the snack after dinner, three hours after you get home and you're sitting watching TV. This is like the can of Pringles that's underneath <laughs> your arm is what this is. <laughs> all right. So the, so the first question is about the collector, which seems to be the hotness and uh, sorry, Jared, it's not the uncommon collector. Um, oh, and Shriek, Sonic Boom. So the question is, um, this question is really about any character that your opponent has that renames characters when you field them. Rare Collector allows you to purchase any It's select, by the way. Select character die and field it at level one. And Shriek, Sonic Boom says, she blanks a character card. Question is, what happens if I field my opponent's Shriek? Yeah, so this is a really interesting ruling, actually. This is kind of what I thought it should be, so I'm happy with this ruling. But the answer is, basically, you're able to blank one of your opponent's cards for one turn. However, it does not. Re- if both of you had a Shriek in the field, it would not replace the naming of any either of those two Shrieks. So it'd be kind of like a third Shriek. Yeah, you essentially go from eight characters to nine characters just for that one turn. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, because it's not yours... So it's not referencing your card. It's referencing your opponent's card, but it's yours. So essentially it's a third shriek yeah. for that until the for, end of the turn. Yeah, yeah, for that purpose. And I kind of like how they actually ruled this because one thing that drew me to Dice Masters in the beginning was their attempt to try to make interactions fairly simple, you know, fairly yeah. explainable. So this kind of helps clear clears up a lot of confusions because, I mean, imagine trying to explain this to a new person if it was like... Well, it's not the one that's on your team, but the one on your opponent's team circling around. Yeah, that would be super confusing. This makes it more simple. I like it. All right. And then so the last two we have are about nowhere, which is instead of uh, selecting and purchasing, um, it is swapping. So swapping has always been one of those where people are a little confused about because it has kind of its own set of rules. Yeah. So the first one was um, um, what happens... um, it's a two-part question. So does the unpurchased character die have to cost exactly one more than the die you want to swap it with? Um, because nowhere you may swap any character die in your use pile or field zone for an unpurchased character die costing one, one more energy, return the swapped die to its card. Character die swapped in the field zone stay on the same level. So the first one was, does that have to exactly be one more? And number two, can you swap one of your character dice for an opponent's character die? Yeah, so... 
The question, the answer number one, yes, it does have to cost exactly one more. Dang it! I was really hoping to like swap in a two cost for a ten cost Thanos. <laughs> Well, I mean, the other the other option would be to swap out a character of equal or less value than the one that you have. And I've actually been in situations in a game where I've wanted to do that, but the wording on the card always told me it had to be exactly one more. And so it's nice that they clarified that. Uh, also, in answer to the second question, can you swap one of your character dice for an opponent's? The answer is no, you can't. They also add on a little addendum on the end. Also, you cannot swap out a die that would be returned to its card at the end of the turn for any other die. So if you were to take use Collector to take one of your opponent's dice or one of your own, you can't use Nowhere on the die that you use the Collector on because that's going back to the card at the end of the turn. That's You just can't use Nowhere on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they, they this, this one I think is the biggest out of the three ones because they actually put in, this is a game-level rule that will be reflected in future rule books. So yeah. it seems like if you know that that card or the die is going to end up somewhere that's not in, in your play area, you probably won't be able to do a swap with it, um, which you know makes me wonder if they're going to have more swap type of abilities. I know. This, this, is, this is a really interesting interaction, too, because it kind of goes back to what you were talking about, how they try to make things more simple. When I was thinking about this interaction, I didn't come up with the idea, you just can't do it. Like, that wasn't yeah. even in, yeah. in the, my mind, you know, and the fact that they came back and said, no, you just can't do it. Oh, that's so easy. Yeah, I, it makes things so simple. Yeah, I, I, I like it because then it draws it back to why you originally play the game is just to have fun. Yeah, where exactly. You don't have to worry about every single intricacy. Yeah. All right. So the last one is, um, I, I, I swear, the name of the, of this character card. We were hoping for a ruling, but I'm not sure it was this one. That we're hoping for. <laughs> so it's nowhere and Jervis Tetch Malice in Wonderland. So Jervis Tetch is when Jervis Tetch attacks, gain control of target opposing character die with a purchase cost of four or less. That character die must attack this turn if able. So the question is, can you use Jervis Tetch to make to take control, or is it Tetch or Tech? Tetch. Tetch. Like fetch with a Tetch. T. Okay. Tetch to take control of an opponent's die, then use rare nowhere on it. If so, what happens to that die? So, no. You just can't use nowhere on controlled dice either, which, again, it's makes things so it. simple. <laughs> I mean, nowhere you can use it on your dice to get your dice. Um, so easy, so simple, and I really love these rulings. Yep. So those are kind of our three bite-sized rulings. Again, you can find those at win.wizkids.com forward slash BB, B as in boy. Um, Dr. J, we will have you back a little bit later to talk about uh, a, a card that I really think is flying under the radar right now. All right, guys, we are here with the Global Guru. How are you doing today, Zach? I am wonderful. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you're here. And this is interesting is I'm looking at this. I don't think anything we're talking about in this segment even has Global's. On it. Oh, but but we <laughs> yeah. will talk about globals. <laughs> um, so what we wanted to talk to to um, everybody about is kind of how to counter some of the new cards or the new hotness that we've been seeing in teams come up. You you know because we've had what is it two two sets that have just come out relatively close to each other. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of good cards. There's some there really great stuff. It's like we we were just talking about this. It's kind of. Uh, game-changing material, you know. It's some cards that you will most likely see in the WKOs and in very competitive tournaments. So you need to know how to yeah how to counter yeah them and, and especially yeah especially if you don't play a lot of games like 
I think we've started to tally how often we play Dice Masters in a week. And it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. So, um, where do we want? What card do we want to start off with? I, I think. Well, there's there's two hotness cards, and we'll, call, we'll 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 talk about them both. But number one, I'd say Cosmic Cube. Yeah, and so this is the rare Cosmic Cube and his ability. Let me uh, make sure I read it correctly before somebody's like, "KT, you read that wrong." Uh, <laughs> so his ability is: whenever an action die or character ability deals damage this turn, increase that damage by two. So you add plus two to whatever yep. pings out. Um, my favorite example, because it's not modern legal, is the cheetah that when she attacks, she deals one damage. Mm-hmm. She'd be dealing three damage. Yeah, there's a lot of indirect damage um, that's out now and that will be coming out in like the D&D sets. So you can use it with a lot of teams. The main ones that I've seen it with lately are like some ping teams with uh, Black Bolt, Infiltrate, um, the Winfielded's. The Winfielded. So there's the Boom Boom, Jubilee, those types of things. Yeah. It, it just increases two every time. Um, yeah. So so what's the best way to counter this card? Because, I mean, there there hasn't been a lot of action hate in general mm-hmm. in, in, in this game. And you can see that action dice inherently yeah. have an advantage sometimes. Yeah. There's, there's two main things, I think, that are kind of the... Well, there's three ways to counter this, I'd say. There's two two ways that you can plan for. Number one is Scarlet Witch, the common Scarlet Witch. Yeah, from Scarlet X-Men Witch first. From X-Men. So her ability is, um, and this is one of those long ones, but I enjoy it, is uh, while Scarlet Witch is active, during your opponent's roll and reroll step, your opponent must reroll any action dice that land on an action face and cannot reroll any action face on energy faces. So if, you're, if, if you have that out and you're playing me, I really only roll my action dice once. Yep. It's it's not a hundred percent, you know, that you're going to take care of it, but it mitigates it. I mean, it's pretty. I'm pretty effective. sure when I played against it, I was I had all four of my cosmic cubes, rolled them all, and I don't think I ever pulled it off. Yeah, where, then, where I got I got. I mean, you will if you if you roll them. Yeah, enough. statistically, it should happen at least yeah. once. Yeah, it, it, so but it slows you down to the point where it's not going to be reliable for yeah. them to use Espec- Cosmic Cube. Especially with the teams that need more than one Cosmic Cube to kind of do that push. Yes, yep. Because um, yeah, mitigating plus two is a lot easier than mitigating plus four or plus six. Yeah. The, the, other, um, the other kind of maybe even a more surefire way is the Rare Blob. So we found out as we were playing the Rare bo- Blob doesn't have to just target a character card. It can also target an um, action card. And so... As long as you can get it out before they buy any Cosmic Cubes, then it prevents them from buying any more Cosmic Cubes. The problem is, is if you get it out after they've purchased the Cosmic Cubes, they can use them even with the, the Rare Blob out there. So it's not, it's yeah, not it, ideal, but... And then, and then so the, the, the one thing that I think was mentioned on our last episode is um, you can... Uh, keep the blocking from it, but fielding that character so he wouldn't work with um, actually using it. It's like you were yeah, saying, exactly. So, so they it, can so. Well, yeah. If, if you if you don't get it out before they start buying all of those, which is hard because it's hard. Costs. Yeah. So well, I mean, the thing is, usually if you're doing a cosmic cube team, you've got to get your win condition out there, your black bolt, your infiltrate characters, and then you load up on the cosmic cubes. There's a way you can get Blob out there really quick, yeah. maybe your because first buy. Yeah, because he's a four cost, so you mm-hmm. can get you can cycle him really yeah. quick. And FYI, anybody have a rare blob they want to trade? I'm, I'm short of rare blob. And, and then and then you can also talk about there's you gotta you gotta be careful 
with um, protecting your counters as well. I mean, if they have force attacks or certain ways to get rid of those characters, because yeah, Blob is a that. one attack on each side. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, it's good that it's going to sit there. Like you're not going to get it knocked out yeah. with much because he's got such a, a good defense. Mm-hmm. But if they let it through, I mean, I'd I'd take one yeah. damage any day to get yeah, my win condition rolling again. Absolutely. So those are the two main things. The other way, the last way, which I kind of like lately, is using it against them. So you um, plan something in your team that does direct damage that you can do on their turn. So let's say they roll those two or three cosmic cubes and you have a way to trigger your stuff before maybe they infiltrate or they do their pinging. And so um, I was playing this yesterday with like a Jubilee or Boom Boom and I could field a, a sidekick and trigger Jubilee, well, it was going to deal him more damage from that <laughs> that he was going to do doing the damage to me with his Cosmic Cube. So yeah, how does that he map? ended up not using both of the Cosmic Cubes that he rolled because it would hurt him yeah, more than it would how, have. How bad is so. that with Vicious Struggle? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> then they, the math game, you're going to be up two no matter what because mm-hmm. Vicious Struggle's doing the damage so that's plus two on top of what it, whatever they yeah. just did to you. That's, yep. that's nasty. Um, all right, so that's Cosmic Cube. Um, and then now we move on to, I think this next card, this, this, the general idea of this card has always been a big player in Dice Masters in general, but I think this is probably one of the most effective ways to do it, and that's the Shriek, where when you field it, you name a character card, and it blanks that character card, regardless if the die's out there or not. Yeah, I think this card is probably, in my opinion, the single biggest game changer that I've ever seen in the game. I mean, it gets around targeting, um, it blanks a card, so you're and blanking I, I, I everything should, about I should it, also right? say that blanking is slang. It's ignore the text. That's true. Yes, guys. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're so used to blanking, and but yeah, it's basically ignoring the text. But it's it's now turned into a mini game, right? We, we've heard people talk. It's like, all right, we're going to play the street game. I'll yeah. buy it first. You and buy it second. second. And then we're playing with a seven-card team. Exactly. You know, it's, it's almost an auto-include because... Everyone else is auto including yeah. it. And if they if your opponent doesn't have it, you have a you have a huge, huge advantage. advantage. Absolutely. Yeah. Um uh, so so what what's the best way other than playing that mini game? Um well, first off, one way to counter it is to play the mini game correctly. Um there's a lot of people that say, Oh, I need to so well well, there's kind of two options the mini game is. You filled your shriek first and target their card, like maybe their win condition. And then it puts it on, puts it on in their position where they need to then shriek your shriek. They need to ignore your shriek's text, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that puts it in them where, oh, maybe they won't roll their shriek and you'll have an advantage and have their win condition blanked. The other option is I'm, I may be the aggressor. I know they're going to shriek my win condition first. So I need to preemptively fill my shriek and shriek their shriek so I can then just play my game. Mm-hmm. So there's two ways to do that. The advantage of shrieking their shriek is it kind of puts a little more control for you. Whereas if you, you can, you can time that a little bit better. You can too, time yeah. it. Um, yeah. So, so you, you've got the control, you're blanking their character. So if you need to later on, um, blank something else or ignore something else, you either filled another one or KO that one and refilled it and you have the opportunity to blank something else. Whereas in they don't because their shriek, their shriek's text is being ignored. So that's one way of playing the game. The other way is to have a card or something that gets rid of that ability. There's the uh, Madam Mask that uh, allows you to um, have the wind-filled not trigger, the wind-filled mm-hmm. abilities yeah. not trigger. 
Um, uh, the Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, same thing, um, with with the addition of also when attacks. So it's good to also if you're yeah, trying to counter the covered, ring, yeah, two bases right there, stuff like that. Um, it's a little more expensive though. Yeah, the uh, Wonder Woman Woman's five, right? Uh, and then so. Madam Mask is four, I believe. So the so. Wonder Woman is, uh, yeah, when fielded and when attacks, it's a five cost, mm-hmm. and then the Madam Mask is a four cost. Yep, four cost. So the problem with that is. Shriek is a three cost, so it, it, you can get it out pretty quick. So if you're trying to, so yeah, if you're beat them, it's tough. Yeah, they have the, they have that slight speed advantage because mm-hmm. they can buy it turn one. Mm-hmm. You can't buy this if you go first. On turn right. One. It's one of those kind of like maybe a backup plan. If you've got a control team where you're able to, you know, you were the aggressor and you shrieked their shriek first, you then have the opportunity to field one of these. And then you can get rid of your shriek and bring her back in to uh, blanks or ignore something yep. else, and then they can't use their shriek from then on. So yeah. you kind of have to time it right, but it would prevent that. And the nice thing is, is it would prevent other wind-filled mm-hmm. um, abilities that might affect you as yeah. well. Yeah, and then you also have the classical just knock her out. Luckily, she's yeah. only a three defense, mm-hmm. so it, you know, in my case, I could use a cold gun because. Mm-hmm. It, I never. It's not around the burst side. That 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 only does three damage to their character yeah. in my mind. So yeah, I, I like the cold gun because you can you can you know blank other things if you need to, or it just flat out KOs her, um, and you can do it at a good time where you KO her before you know yeah. they can just refill it again. I was thinking maybe call out would be a good one, a good way to yeah, call. Yeah, like you know. like I know the. Um, Black Widow, she's a three mm-hmm. attack on each yeah. side, so she'd knock it out. The only problem is the timing with that. Yeah. Is you usually want to get rid of her, you know, on your turn when mm-hmm. you can do some stuff, and that's a little late with the attacking stuff. But but you could still do it. You just you just can't really work it in with some wind filled things. Yeah, yeah. And if you're playing a cosmic cube team, I hate to say this, you could use the common Banshee from mm-hmm. X Men First Class. So she normally deals one damage, but with the cube, it's three damage. Yeah, yeah, and, and that works with yeah. a lot of those. So there's like the past Night Wings and things like that. That was ruled where uh, that's also increased. So there's a lot of removal and yeah. things like that. Yeah, that you so, so knocking her out is always an option too. Yep. I think with all of these, they are yeah. unless just, they're unless they're actions, you can uh, get rid of a lot of these with mm-hmm. uh, um, knocking them out. Yep. All right. So on to the next card, which is this seems to be the hotness. I know Russ is obsessed He's with this card, very obsessed with and it. it is the rare collector. So if you guys don't remember from our rules update, the rare collector is the one that. Uh, let me get the actual text so we don't confuse everybody. Before Jared's like, it's the uncommon. Um, <laughs> so the rare is while the collector is active, once per turn, you may pay the purchase costs of target unpurchased character die minus two to a minimum of one. If you do, feel that character die at level one, return that die to its owner's card at the end of the turn or when it leaves the field zone. And as based on our giant rulings from last week, you can use it in the global phase on both of the turns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super great card. I mean, it it allows you not only access to, to your team, but since it's been rolled, now I have access to your other team, um, the other your opponent's team. So the main thing that you can kind of do to at least mitigate them from using your dice against them is now factor in what you bring. Yeah. If you only bring one shriek and you buy her, they don't have access to that again. It's risky because maybe you need that second shriek for something, but is that a, a risk you're willing to take, you know? So it, it may help you to uh, 
look at your team before you take yeah, it don't to one just, of these WKOs just, and don't, say, don't do oh, yeah, yeah, I'll bring all four of these. Yeah, don't do what I do. I got to get, get 20, right? Yeah. I got to have 20. <laughs> you don't have to have 20 dice. That's just the max. So take a look at that and make sure. But that still leaves them access to their own dice that they can use. So the best ways to get around that, it's, it's, a, it's a big character. So they need some sort of ramp to be able to yeah, get he, to it he's at a, a five cost. He's a five cost, so if you can slow that down somehow. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of tough because five is pretty easy to, to get to. You know, there's the um, Villainous Pact or Resurrection, KO one, you know, mm-hmm. or Energy Fixer. Super easy to get that one extra energy, but just be mindful of it. Um, you know, ideally, they're probably wanting to, to prep it and get it out fast, so that would be six dice if they want to use chalkboard or something. So, so just be mindful of that. Um, but also make him pay for it. Maybe if there, there's a lot of force attack stuff out there, he doesn't have yeah, great attack one, stat. One, two is his yeah. attack. So if you can get that to go through and they don't have something to, to bring it back, it's a big five cost character with not a lot of attack that could go through and, and, re, and really hurt him that yeah, way. Yeah. And it kind of, and you know, the, the funny thing is a lot of these cards we mentioned kind of go back to you. You could try to blank him with a mm-hmm. shriek or a dwarf wizard or, or something like that yep. too. Or even if, you may, you know, if you blob, you yeah. stop him from being yeah, just, just filled, absorb him up. Yeah. Um, or like, even if you're, you may be only to stop him one sided by, say, if you're playing an Ultraman team or something, try to block it or blank him so he can't mm-hmm. do, they can't counter you while you're doing your Ultraman shenanigans yeah. or things like that. Another thing is, as well, is, and this kind of happens with a lot of things, is look at the meta you're going to be playing against. A lot yeah, of people. I, I can tell you the one in Utah is entirely different than <laughs> other places. Yeah, exactly, right? But with with um, I see common themes with Collector. A lot of people want to use them for use him for the Winfielded abilities. You know, maybe like a a Nobby or something where you want to bring him in and pay one and boom, he's hitting you for a bunch of stuff. Get some of those um, cards out that stop Winfielded. And that would that would mitigate a lot of those. Yeah, because they'll spend yeah. the energy and essentially waste it because yeah. the character like, okay, I'm yeah. Here. So other than that, maybe they'll getting that they'll be getting stuff in to have more uh, attackers. So you you know you need to make sure you have enough blockers or things like that. Um, but just just look and see what they're using the collector for, and then maybe you don't need to actually plan for the collector, but for whatever they're trying to get in with the collector. Mm-hmm. All right, and so, yeah, that kind of bleeds into our little bit. The last one that we had was, like, Boom Boom, Norman Osborn, Jubilee, Firefly, all those when feel that it does damage or yeah. does something that's going to crucially injure your opponent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we mentioned a couple of them, like the Wonder Woman will do it, the Madam Mask will do it. Um, are there any other ways to kind of do it? Like, I know if I don't have the tools for it, I try to keep those characters on the field because mm-hmm. then they're not, they don't work that well. Um and the one, the one card, it's expensive. I'll, I'll say that is that Thanos, because mm-hmm. <laughs> usually with with these when fielded ones, they're going to want to field more than one. Yeah. And when you can use the Thanos, it's uh, when fielded name an opposing character, replacing all previous choices. While Thanos is active, that named character cannot be fielded. While Thanos is active, when the named character dies, put into the use pile. Thanos deals your opponent four damage. So it's a seven cost. It's expensive. But it's a counter and a win condition in itself, mm-hmm. right? Where, because, and that's when you want to time it. It's like, sure, buy all four of your nobbies and then you'll field him. Yeah. And, you know, what is that? What's the math on that? They only need to send it to the use pile five uh, times. Five times, yeah. <laughs> yeah five times. And yep. you're like, good. 
Yeah, uh, and if you buy four of them, it's like, oh boy. <laughs> it's like, oh, that timer started. It's going to happen. Um, but is there anything else kind of to counter that? Um, I mean, or, or is there a mindset that you want to get into? Because I, yeah. I, I, that's where I suck is I'll, I'll psych myself out saying, oh, they got that, 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 yeah, and yeah. psych myself out when the counter is staring right at me on my team. Yeah, um, there's a few different ways. Uh, the obvious ones are the things that stop windfielding. Th- those, are, those are great ones. Usually they'll have something to kind of counter those. So maybe some of your style of play, um, you got you to gotta see how they're KOing those. You know, if they're using magic missile, um, you know, try to do something that maybe, maybe can, you know, there's things that, that will stop globals. The other, other, other Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. for example, it wouldn't stop magic missile, but... There's certain but, yeah, things. like like with the Jubilee, a lot of people like to use the rare Professor X exactly. global, yep. mm-hmm. so lock down the global or make yeah. them pay a lot for the global. Yeah. So for those wind fielded ones, um, try to stop them from, uh, you know, KOing those characters. A lot of times people will attack with those, and they have low defense, so they'll get them KO'd that way. You know, you have to block them or let them go through, and they're going to deal the damage. Uh, blink transmutation is a good one. I know a lot of people don't like it, but it's a, a good way to, to bring those ones back. So they're just sitting there in the field. And if they have wind fielded and they're sitting in the field, they're not going to, they're not going to be triggering, which they're, good, they're, almo- you, they're right? almost as good as just a sidekick character out there. At that point. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're, they're, they're probably not counting on any other types of damage. Yep. Yeah. Lastly, um, rare Bishop. We haven't talked yeah, about yeah, rare Bishop. Rare Bishop, <laughs> rare Bishop <laughs> is huge control card it's a five cost so it's still expensive but man no more yeah so yeah his ability direct damage yeah while bishop is active prevent all non-combat damage dealt to you like i think we were playing ben yesterday Mm -hmm. and he had the common boom boom and he was really hoping to do that first time i got five energy you better believe i bought that bishop and i fielded him and he was just stuck in his tracks and he almost it was almost like a reset where he had to start buying other win conditions to get to to play in the game yeah because there's so many of these win fielded like either you're you know using a global fielding a sidekick win fielding knobby deal this direct damage boom shuts it all down just make sure you can protect him yeah um and so and luckily i think x-men have some you know, pretty good boosters, and he's a five six six too. So yeah, yeah. So force him to attack. He's like, well, you're taking a lot. Yep. All right. Um. There. Yeah. He's three five five. I'm. I can read two three five for attack. So mm-hmm. that's still a lot. Um. And protection. So anything else you want to cover in terms of countering cards? Um. Because I I know you do a great job at it, and I I just suck. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. The main thing is is just uh. Just evaluate. I know. I know a lot of people really like doing this, and I like doing it. Is look look on your other opponent's team to see if they brought something that you can use against them. A lot of times, people will bring globals or actions that help them. Yeah, like if they bring villainous pack, and you notice there's no and they villains. have no villains. You know what you can <laughs> yeah. do, right? If they bring cosmic cube, if they bring a professor X global, use those things against them and try to use them better than they do. Because they brought those things, which means they sacrificed some slots, and you didn't have to bring those. So use them against them to your advantage, and 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 make sure you know how to use those with your team. Even though you're not bringing those, make sure you know how to use those with your team. Yep. All right, Zach. Thank you so much for talking counters. Um, I was I actually like when we play because I can I can see in your mind where you're trying to calculate the counters between me. Oh, I love and analyzing like everything yeah. about it. It's so fun. So, so it's always great. So we will have you back a little bit later. Um, so. Start analyzing this because we're doing a Brewing Buddies, 
but we actually took two people's brewing buddies and combined it to one giant segment. So awesome. let's get let's get those gears going. Let's do it. All right, guys, we are back with Dr. J. How are you doing today, my friend? Doing really good. Um, I, I I know we we're, it's time for our 11th card, and I know I listed this as an 11th card, but I also think it's almost a hidden gem because I don't hear a lot of people talking about it either. They totally should be, yeah. too, because um, it's so awesome. Yeah, but, I, I, but it does come up as an 11th card because I think it's a great utility. So what we're talking about is the rare Quasar, the Cosmic Avenger. He's a, I can't remember what energy... She, 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 she is a bolt. bolt. Five cost. Yeah, five cost bolt. And the ability is while Quasar is active, you may spend any type of energy to activate global abilities. You must still spend the right amount. If that wasn't good enough for you, the other one is global pay bolt. Gain one question mark energy. Use this ability only once per turn. Just the global alone is like, oh, I like this a lot. The global's <laughs> kind of weird though. Like I. I played with it last night. I I played with this card last night, and I didn't realize how much I liked that global until I started playing with it. Because there's so many times where I'll roll four energy and I'll totally botch it, and I won't have the energy type I need to buy the character I want. And the Quasar just gives it to you as long as you have a bolt. So as long as yeah, you know, or if you're saying playing with like a resurrection or something, and you're like, well, I only need a three cost character. What am I gonna do with this extra bolt I have? Exactly. Question mark. It also helped like if you are. For instance, if you if it's your your opponent's turn and they have like the new Professor X global and you don't have any dice in your used pile for one reason or another, you can pay a sidekick, a bolt for it, get your question mark, and then use that question mark to field that sidekick that you paid it with to put the sidekick in the field. So it's kind of an interesting use of the global, but there's a lot of utility with it. Yeah, I really like it. And its ability is so great. So <laughs> like great. for our five cost, so great. You, like I, I know Zach loves his globals. I don't like globals as much because usually I run into the situation. It's like, oh, I need two masks to run that true believer. Well, I got a shield, I got a fist, I got I got three bolts, no mask or question marks. <laughs> yep, it's so like I played it with the uh, the mimic that gives you like a whole ton of ramp and churn, uh-huh. and it's so good because you have all this energy. And you can use it for whatever globals you want. I was using the pump global to uh, pay a bolt, give target character plus one attack. It's on one of the turtles cards. I can't Speedy remember. delivery. Because you, you and I had matching basic actions That's right. Last night. That's right. We did. And, you know, if you get to the point where you can attack your opponent and they and you have one more character in the field than them, you can use all of that energy to buff that, to buff that one character and deal like 10 or more damage in one swing. So... It's really good for that kind of a team. Yeah, uh, and so so like we, I see the great utility. Why does it end up being an eleventh card for you? I I can tell you why for me. I think because it's such a heavy utility card. Uh, people just you know they don't like putting it on their team if it's not their win condition necessarily, and so it kind of slips through the cracks. Like you have to build around making this card work, and it doesn't easily slot into a typical meta team. It has to be a team that is built to use globals and has a ton of globals on it. Yeah, um, and, and usually why it doesn't make it for mine is because that five cost sometimes is just a. I, I've I've noticed this, and I don't think I've per- intentionally done it, but my teams have gotten cheaper and cheaper as these sets have come out. Where sometimes like mm, five costs, but I already got another five costs. Mine have gotten yeah, more and yeah. more expensive. Actually, okay. I feel <laughs> so, like <laughs> so. Um, but that's usually why I don't do it. And the the other thing is she does have that three defense, 
And usually when I'm yeah. building my teams these days, I have a hard time protecting something with a three defense because kind of like how we talked with Zach, there's kind of a lot of ways to KO a three defense now. Yeah, her five attack is kind of nice on level three. But yeah, her stats do kind of leave a little bit to be desired for a five cost card. Yeah, but you better believe when I'm playing, like, I should have put that Quasar in. I should have put that Quasar I in. mean, her stats are <laughs> really close to like the three cost Scarlet Witch. You know, and for two more energy, is it really worth putting it on your team? You have to weigh that out. So, yeah, the stats leave a lot to be desired yeah. with Quasar. Yeah, the, the advantage is uh, she's a bolt character, which bolt characters are awesome, especially if it's an ability where she just needs to sit there, firefly anybody, yep. um, <laughs> to just r- to run with that. Um, and she's a guardian. And as we have seen with this late, latest guardian set, that that affiliation is a pretty powerful one. So when you add this into it, it adds a lot of flexibility on what you can do with other characters. Yeah, so you could put her on a Guardians team, and I'm surprised you have. we haven't seen this particular Quasar on a lot more Guardians teams here in our local area because it would fit so well. I mean, most Guardians teams are based around put a whole bunch of Guardians in the field and then use Yondu or something to deal a bunch of damage with him. Well, if you get a bunch of Guardians in the field and you have more space than your opponent, you can, you know, attack and probably win just by buffing this thing up you know use all that energy for any number of globals like there's so many good globals to use and you don't have to worry about energy requirements yeah another one that i really had fun with was uh the true believer global yeah that's that's two masks you need two masks to make it work and i'm not like zach who can roll two masks all the time so that's (laughs) that's that's my problem is i'll roll every other energy except mask i'm like this sucks yeah and i was sitting there i was playing with the uh the danger room that rerolls all characters in the field and i was like well i need to keep get keep, get my characters out of the field so they're not affected by it this quasar let me do that because when she was out i could use all that energy that i got from mimic to remove my characters from the field before playing danger room and then my opponent would have to reroll all their characters i wouldn't have to reroll all of mine and it was a good way to kind of get around that yeah okay so why why wouldn't you want to put this on a team? Because we've kind of seen different situations why you would want to put it on your team. Why wouldn't you want to have it on a team? Because I, I know I sometimes pigeonhole myself into, I have to have this on my team. And then everybody's like, why do you have it there? If you only have one or two globals on your team, probably not a good card for it. If you only have one or two globals that have the same energy types as a lot of your cards, then you really don't want to put it on your team because it's just not worth it at that point. You know, you can get the energy you need from all these other characters where you might want to put it on your team is a a team where you have a lot of different energy types and you need you know a certain kind at a certain time yeah because let's see i'm trying to think if you do um so chalkboard is always a popular one in star labs star labs is a tricky one because you got to have two different types of energy so this would help with that um even the group global the life gain the pay two shields yeah. To, gain, to gain life and it, I like would you'd think most of the globals that require two energy yeah that's definitely be... a better way to use this I mean it actually might make that a modern villain maker global on uh, monument of evil <laughs> yeah because what is playable? it like a mask, like a and, a mask fist and a or something? fist it's a terrible villain maker global but you know you might actually be able to make it work with this if you're building around a villain team it seems like a lot of work to try to do that but it's that's possible. never that's never stopped us before. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's with, with the rare quasar. And why why do you think we haven't like seen a lot of people talk about it? That that's the thing that floors me is when Guardians came out. I'm like, this card is super good. Why is no one talking about it? I think because it's been eclipsed by 
all the other awesome cards <laughs> from Guardians, and it was so that set was so quickly eclipsed by the X Men set that came out. You know, both were just A grade sets with a lot of great characters that I think Quasar just fell through the cracks. I mean, I, before before Guardians came out, we would think, you know, how did how would this interact with the Batman set? How would this interact with the Green Arrow Flash set? With the Deadpool set? With all these other sets? And now these last two sets have come out. I don't know about everyone else, but I'm kind of like 90% of my cards come off of those. You're like, the last, there's no other sets after And this. the last card comes out of the Spider-Man <laughs> Maximum Carnage team pack. So, you know, every, anything before Spider-Man Maximum Carnage, I almost forget about. Uh, but if you, if you use Quasar, I think with some of those older sets, you'll find some really interesting, fun combos. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at all the globals that you got to pay more than one energy. For I'm I'm looking at like Captain America from the Maximum Carnage. It's pay a generic energy and a shield, then feel the sidekick from your use pile. So say you don't want to bring the new Professor X level yeah. to it. You could bring this and you run Quasar, that's gonna allow you to do the same thing and it's gonna be a disadvantage for your opponent because they're not prepared for that. Yeah, exactly. Um and I'm like, there's a lot of globals that you you don't think about that you could actually tackle. You could use that. this with the dark side global, you could use it with the Agent Venom global. Uh, any other globals that require one generic energy to trigger the the Blackbird global you can use Quasar with. Yeah, it would be redundant. No, you you, you could use it for word that I I just saw Spider Man uh, the Hamato Yoshi and really do nothing because it's still pay two generic energy. <laughs> to <laughs> the Wasp global. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that, so do you have anything else you want to kind of mention about this Quasar before we go? No, just give it a try. I played I played around with it and it's a lot of fun and it's kind of nice to have that whole restriction about what energy you use taken off. Like I was playing against Zach and instead of having to save my masks for his turn to field the sidekicks, I was able to save my two fists on one of my character dice. So it gave me more sidekicks in the use pile to to use with that. So it really is kind of a relief to finally get that quasar in the field and not have to worry about those requirements. Yeah, I, I forgot to ask Zach. So, so Zach, thumbs up or th- thumbs down on this rare quasar? Are you you're excited? He's excited because I mean, Zach loves the global, so that's why he we hates got that five cost though. That's why he hasn't played it <laughs> on any of his teams. I, I feel like it's secretly he's like, this is such a good card, but I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't oh, show weakness be, to the guys. This so. could be really <laughs> gross with transfer power. Something like that. it's like you Don't know, give him more ideas. Well, I mean, he's he's always had no problem with rolling exactly the number of shields that he needs to make that thing work. But now you don't even have to worry about it. It's like okay, I've got five energy here. I can transfer power five times. Yeah, and if you get Quasar in his top end, he gives you a five attack that you can move around. Yeah, exactly. Mind. Bounce it around. Pretty solid. Yeah. All right, so we want to hear from you guys. Have you guys used the rare Qu- Quasar um, or? Is, is it a meh or a yay for you? Let us know. Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. All right, Dr. J, we'll have you back in a second, and it's a giant, like, we had a giant rules forum update. Now this is going to be a giant brewing buddies because we have two teams that sent in kind of the same idea, so we'll see what we can come up with. All right, guys, we are back with the global guru, Zach. Hey. And Dr. J. How you doing, Jared? So, so good. So I'm excited for this because um, it's our Brewing Buddy segment. We do it every every two weeks now. So if you guys have an idea for a team that you want us to brew, FYI, there's only one in the queue right now. So um, it's a good time to send one in or Jared's just going to email a whole bunch of his in. 
<laughs> I've got a couple I'm thinking of. Maybe I'll send hey, one. Yeah, you should email them in because I won't notice until I look at the name. And I'll just yeah, sharing my <laughs> super secret team ideas with you guys. Like, this one's a good idea. Yep. Yep. Like, so, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I'll, I'll, so you can always do that. Double burst at ktdata.net face, or on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash double burst. Or if you want to leave it in the comments on doubleburst.com, that works too. Just make sure you mention Brewing Buddies because, like Jared says, if you don't put Brewing Buddies down on there, we're not going to put on the Brewing Buddies list because some people like to keep their teams a secret until they debut yep. it. Um, so both of these kind of follow the same course. So I'll read you both of the emails, and I may paraphrase a little bit, so sorry, sorry, both of you guys, if I didn't read your whole email. Um, so the first one was from Trey F., and he's talking about um, the main combo is having Spider-Man War of the Heart and Captain America Squad Leader. Having deadly sidekicks that take no damage and must be blocked is super fun. Then I try to use some different allies to try... Um, and really make it work. I've tried Mary Jane, Commissioner Gordon, who is almost a must, Ace the Bat Hound, and I have even used Red Hood into the mix. There's so many possibilities with basic actions and action cards. I figured um, I would see if if you thought it was worth talking about the podcast. Then we have another one that's from uh, Gord. I think, yeah, Gord W. And his is... Um, I have a team idea to offer for your Brewing Buddies segments. I played this team as something as a, of an experiment at a casual weekly event. It worked better than I expected, so much so I'm considering using this team at an upcoming local WKO. So the two key pieces of this team are the uncommon Dum Dum Duggan, Hardened by War from Guardians of the Galaxy, and um, the wall crawler from Maximum Carnage, Spider-Man War of Heart. Um, and so Dum Dum Duggan is the plus one attack for each sidekick dice in the, of your sidekick dice in the field zone. And of course, the Spider-Man one that both of them mentioned is when Spider-Man is attacking, your opponent must declare at least one blocker for each of your sidekick character dice before assigning blockers to your non-sidekick character dice. When Spider-Man attacks, prevent all damage to your sidekick character dice until end of the turn. Um, and then you kind of list some other support cards to go with it. So what do you guys kind of think of this core of using sidekicks and having that Spider-Man and possibly the Captain America or the Dum Dum Duggan? So first off, just shout out to Gord up in Canada. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah, I used to live in Canada, so just want to say hi. Yeah, in, in Calgary? No, I lived on the other side, right. but that's all right. Canada's awesome. So I've actually seen a couple of these teams in play recently. There's been some uh, some guys doing videos, and they've played similar teams like this. I've played against. Full uh, disclaimer: a the, Zach, the Zach and is it was the Zach and Zach and James. James, yeah, big fan. Yeah, full full, full yep. disclosure: that Zach is not this Zach. That's true. So, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't want everybody. But, to but use... everyone named Zach is cool, so <laughs> okay. they're also cool. Great. Now we yes. can't have another Zach on the show. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I, I don't think it was them. But I was watching some, and I've also played against some uh, Dum Dum teams and some Spider-Man teams, this one from the Carnage Pack, and they're really great. They're awesome together. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be uh, some good, yeah, good things. I, I They've love got some good ideas. Yeah, I love the deadly with that Spider-Man. That's, yeah. that's crazy, right? It's like, okay, you can't knock them out, and they're going to knock all of your characters out. Yeah, so I think right now we've got the core. So we've got Dum Dum and the Spider-Man. Then we also have the option where he's, he's suggesting the Captain America that gives Deadly. Um, that one could work well. There's also the Captain America that gives him Infiltrate. So I think you have two different options there. You can either go for an Infiltrate route um, because it gives them... Uh, so how would that work with the Spider-Man since they have to block the sidekicks? Um, 
Yeah, it probably wouldn't work as well. The deadly would be nice because you're KOing their characters. Yeah. So so here's the idea what I've seen or what I'm thinking is so you're trying to get the Spider-Man out there so they block him and all of the sidekicks and your big powerful dum dums go through. Um you know, what I'm right? what I mean, I'm that's, thinking that's right essentially now. What it yeah, is. what I'm thinking right now is uh Play it with the Professor X with the global. The so, so, you you can, the so you can easily get sidekicks. So easily that, get sidekicks in the field. That, that's my drawback yeah. when I'm trying to play sidekick teams. Is other than yesterday, for some odd reason, I can never roll a sidekick you, character. Yeah, yeah. The, the team I saw also had um, White Tiger. So it would allow both characters. I mean, it would give you another option if you have the slot because it gives you, you can either use a mask or a fist to yeah. be able to trigger that. It, uh, it, it, with Dum Dum, though, you have to remember it only triggers um, on yours with, with your side. So, so that so, Professor X seems so a little bit more. So giving them extras aren't necessarily yeah. ideal because it gives them more blockers, and you want them to not have a lot of. Yeah, blockers it's a numbers game because you point. want more than them, so all of their blockers have to block. So, so this is what I'm thinking. This is already a really cheap team. Yes, I mean Spider Man so is a four cost. Dum Dum's a two cost, mm-hmm. and those sidekicks are free. You could load it up with a bunch of allies. I don't think that's the way to go necessarily because I don't think you need all the allies. The allies are, I mean, the sidekicks are just there to suck up blockers so you can get dum-dum through. So what I'm thinking is you play with this Professor X global and then you play with some kind of field spray like uh, the rare Novacore uniform, put that on dum-dum. Or even a breath weapon somehow. A breath weapon, poison ivy, anything that deals one damage to your n- opponent's entire field Ooh, when the it banshee. attacks. Re- banshee. <laughs> even. If you guys don't know, I really like that And the reason banshee. I like that is because if you're playing with Professor X, your opponent can field sidekicks and keep up with you and be able to keep characters in the field. But if you got that spray, then when you attack, all those sidekicks are taken out of the equation, but yours aren't. And so now they have to block your sidekicks and your dum-dums can go through. Uh, so I kind of like that idea. I'm the, a little... the enemy of this team is blockers. If they have a ton of blockers and they can just block your big dum-dums. Yep. Or, or globals like Blink. Blink, tra- blink transmutation which, yeah. which, which, yeah. pro- which can solve your problem if you use the Electra from... What set was that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Deadpool, Deadpool, Deadpool Electra. And we'll, or, the, like, the Blackbird Global could work, too, where you, you pay a generic that. energy and you yep. say, okay, for this turn, you can't use Blink Transmutation. I think that's the best idea. The Global? Because, yeah, you don't want another character out there you have to deal with. You have to buy it, fill it. Whereas you have one energy, and you can basically blank that Global. Yeah, the tricky part with that Global is if your opponent sees what you're doing, they can jump on it early. And they can just lock it. Down. I mean, it'll yeah. it'll cost them energy, but they can lock down that global mm-hmm. as long as they get to it first. So you kind of have to weigh. But then, it, it, your worst case, there. it delays you one turn, right? Because then you can use the global on them the turn after that. So if they, they so don't they lock it down, if that. they don't lock it down again, because if they lock it down, can they'll you use always the have the opportunity to lock it down. Yeah, yeah. And so that's yeah. the thing; they'll use it on that global. But and then, then that's you know they they're essentially playing the with three three energy per yeah. turn. Yeah. I mean, you're taking that so, away from yeah. them. Yeah, I, th- I think the main thing that I've seen this team work really well with with Dum Dum is make it super fast as well, so they don't have time. Like you're attacking so much and so fast that I, I mean you could kind of wall up and wait for those big things and try to get them to go through but i think if you're the aggressor as well maybe throw in like a big entrance and try to get some characters out there super fast to put some pressure on them i've seen that work really well also so, you just need some way to ramp so like a villainous pact and a resurrection or something like that as well yeah in in our guardians league one of the guys who did really well 
had a dum dum team, and that was basically all his team was was dum dum dug in a bunch of sidekicks and like stealth ops to get it through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the dum dum can be really strong. I think the way to go with this team is to try to build up your field and get one big swing in for 20 because the characters are so cheap you could do that fairly quickly could, could you supplement it with a guy gardener dude i mean if I you're attacking with I, mean, I think it's over i don't i don't yeah. think you need it i mean you could just throw guy gardener on instead of dum dum duggan and kind of get it kind of defeats the whole effect. purpose with the the captain america given those deadly yeah yeah stuff but, like that but Guy Gardner has to attack, and Dum Dum doesn't. Yeah. And and, but can, it, just the same way, Guy Gardner can be a team in and of itself. It's then, who are you playing against? What are you playing against? Sometimes it's smarter to wall up and hit it all at once. Sometimes it's faster to be more aggressive and attack a lot and get get it through that way. But I think you need an alternate win condition, either something to make it unblockable or give it over crush or wipe the field. Yeah, like, you, like Mary be, Jane, right? That Mary that, Jane that works do, really well. Because you could give him, because uh-huh. oh, he's not a villain. I don't think he's a villain. Yeah. Um, you, could also use, uh, you could also use Morph and, uh, uh, no, not Haymaker. Haymaker doesn't have a double burst. No, on, there's it? one from, uh, it's, it's from uh, I know Yu-Gi-Oh, Hulk Out had a double burst effect, but that's Golden Age stuff. So I guess there isn't a, a there's basic one in action Yu-Gi-Oh. with a double burst that's going to give Overcrush that's modern legal. That's modern, yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah. there is. But, I mean, you could use a... a you could use a haymaker or something as a secondary win condition to try to get the overcrush. Or even through. a cheap one, proton cannon. Proton cannon. Yeah. You're, you're mm-hmm. just trying to get Because you just need through. to get it through. So yeah. it's good. Yeah, exactly. Um, the KO pile is better if it doesn't survive than having it go through to the yeah. use pile. I, would also, I imagine your bag's probably pretty thin, though, because you, you're trying to get as many of You're trying to get out. a lot out with a lot of sidekicks out there. I would also think about putting a chalkboard on this team just because, mm-hmm. I mean, they're so cheap. It's not going to be hard to start chalkboarding characters yeah, every yeah. turn. Well, it yeah. depends. If you do big entrance, you don't need chalkboard. But if you're not doing big entrance, then you would want That's chalkboard. That's true. Yeah. So, it depends so, on which route so you want to there, go. So there's, there's one one thing that Gord actually put on his team is like Daisy Johnson. So it's the one where when she attacks, you can pay up to three shields, and it does up to three damage right. to that. So he's he uses that. Um, to counter my opponent flooding his field with sidekicks to give him blockers. Because Daisy comes out to play, I spin the shield, his sidekicks go bye-bye, while mine are protected by the second part of Spider-Man's ability. Yeah, see, and that's he's kind of had the same idea I had. What happens if they try to keep up? you got to spray their field with something, get rid of them somehow. Um and, and he, he he mentioned when Zach Zach was talking about this before too. He he mentioned he was thinking about adding Batgirl Shadow of the Bat uncommon, and she's a three cost fist with Bat Family affiliated who has Intimidate but can only use it on villain character die. I figured I can use her to get rid of Shriek Common Blob or even the OP Scarecrow, which would it, it's a main to this kind of team. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of the new or the, the new control stuff. A lot of the new control stuff are villains, and that yeah. just removes them for that turn. So if they're just blanking your one win condition, and you just need it out for that one turn, that's pretty awesome. And then, I mean, essentially you need to get her KO'd so you can refill her to keep doing it. That's you never need stopped to. us. But, yeah, you can find <laughs> ways to do that. I, I, I don't think her um, defense was very strong, so if you yeah. needed to do stuff yeah. with that, you so, can. so I also like, he's like, maybe you should do a hidden gem about that. Noted. We might. <laughs> so. <laughs> so one one thing I um, we do want to bring up with this though, um, when I was looking at it, um, watching someone play it, they were using transfer power with it. I love transfer power. 
I've, I've, that's like like I've, when I like I'm waiting for somebody to make a custom transfer power card with your picture on it with shields <laughs> just covering. I love the, it. It's been one of my favorites forever. Really have the stash. or Splinter's teachings. <laughs> yes, with Splinter's <laughs> teachings transfer power 2.0. So with this, um, it, it is kind of actually a good idea to bring transfer power, but maybe not for the idea you're thinking because you're like, oh, someone can use it against you and and take it away. It actually doesn't affect Dum Dum Dugan's attack because he has one of those when uh while active attack uh, while active effects where he's constantly getting this plus one for every sidekick it's not one of those like when he's fielded he gets yeah because it just says dum dum duggan gets plus one attack for each of your sidekick in the field yeah so he's always getting this buff so if someone transfer powers against it let's say he's on a two attack side they transfer the two two, or three he still gets the you know plus whatever however many sidekicks you have out there so it actually can work well for you you've got all of these sidekicks attacking with maybe deadly or you know if you've got the spider-man out they have to block them Ooh, you transfer power a couple of those ko a few things this is maybe if you don't have uh captain america but if they want to let some of those go through sometimes it's good to have that transfer power and uh swap some of those knowing that they can't affect your big beefy dum-dum yeah there's also other cards that you might think about putting on this team um like I was thinking, like Russ is always trying to push the scarecrows, <laughs> but Not like the common the one, the common one steals all of your opponent's yeah, sidekicks, yeah. right? So you could yeah. use something like that to clear their field. I'm trying to think of ways to like, yeah, actually, open that, up your field. Imagine, up imagine field. how that would that would work actually well, because so you'd want to use the white tiger global at that point. You field that scarecrow, and I remember, is it a when attacks or when fielded? I think it's it's when it attacks when when, when fielded. Right? Take control of all opposing sidekicks in the field zone. Return. Ooh. So oh, you're, yeah, you're, you're boosting Dum Dum even yours. more. Oh, he could be gross, <laughs> oh, I was man. thinking of Jer- Jervis Tetch, the one where you can still. Oh yeah, yeah, common Jervis. He yeah, can steal opposing sidekicks, and then I mean, oh that's cause, that's dirty. Because yeah, yeah that, I like that, it. That's when like okay, I'll use White Tiger, and you know mm-hmm. your opponent's like, why is he giving her blockers? Yeah. Guess not. They're not blockers. Yeah. <laughs> even <laughs> you don't even have to use White Tiger. Like the the Professor X Global. I'm convinced if you bring that and you start fielding your fielding sidekicks out of your use pile, your opponent's going to follow suit. I mean, it's just kind of what you have to do in that situation because you have to have, you know, that balance between your fields. Otherwise, they're just going to attack and keep pinging you yeah. for all eternity. And just re- and remember, you can use that. It says once per turn. So that means you can use it once on your turn and once on your opponent's. Yeah. And so if you've got... It, it's somewhat harder to do on your turn, but don't forget, oh, those those dice that you spent last turn are going to go to use, and so you can do it on your, your opponent's Yeah, and the thing well. that I like about it over White Tiger is if your opponent wants to keep up with you, they have to pay to do it. It's not me paying to keep you keeping up with me. They have to pay it themselves, and so they're sacrificing their own energy to be able to keep sidekicks in the field, and then in the end, that's going to end up helping you. Um, yeah, and it's surprising, as we were playing with it yesterday, I think... Four of the six guys had Professor X. It's yeah, funny. I'm, I'm glad everybody brought it. It was me. kind of nice. Well, it was really good for me because I had Jubilee. But <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> um, so I was able to do two per turn. Um, but but it, it's surprising how much that um, helps you with kind of thinning out your bag because you've got these sidekicks yeah. out there. You're like, oh wow, I don't have to. You know, yeah. Because if, if one of these Dugans go through or something. It's like you're getting right it next again. turn. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really nice. Yeah, I, 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 see, I never understood that because everybody would feel I'm like, well, I never roll sidekick, so that never works. But now that I kind of have this 
way of automatically filtering. Like, oh, this is kind of cool. Yep, um, yep. The only thing I, I, I recommend is keep an eye on your bag because bag burn can be real. Yeah. <laughs> when you use that Professor X Global, um, if, if you don't time it right, bag burn could be real. <laughs> this, is, this is a shout out to Russ who couldn't be here. I'm sorry. To our listeners, you had to get stuck with us regular peasants <laughs> brewing this team for you. But this is something that Russ has talked about, and I figured I'd bring it up here as, a, as an option for this team, and that's Kingpin Cerebral Crime Boss, the zombie from the Spider-Man set. And his ability is, while Zombie Kingpin is active, your sidekicks can't be blocked by sidekicks, and Spider-Man costs two extra to field. So... If you get him out, your Spider-Man will cost you two extra. Well, field field. Spider-Man first. Field (laughs) Spider-Man first. But then everything's unblockable because they can't block your sidekicks. They have to block your sidekicks before blocking anything else. This just makes everything unblockable for this team. And he's a six cost, so he's not, you know, easy to get to. But you can probably make that work. Yeah, if, if you just want to take it one more step with this team. I, we're we're like, taking it to rust level ridiculousness here. <laughs> Throw zombie kingpin on your team. He's... You know, he's got some great defense stats, 799. Yeah, and be proud that you used a zombie card from the Amazing Spider-Man set. Right? <laughs> exactly. That, that in itself, I think, is that an wasn't achievement. The, that wasn't the goblin. Yeah, yeah. I feel, I, feel, I feel like that's an achievement in itself if you manage to do that. <laughs> yeah, well, there's also the plus. If you're playing against a team with Spider-Man on, it's going to cost your opponent two extra to field that Spider-Man. So, so pretty much only when you play against Russ. Or you're playing against like a mirror match or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So do you, anything else to mention about this team? Because I, I, I love both of these ideas. Um, and I was like, I, well, I guess, you know, that Spider-Man is another one of those that you don't hear a lot of talk about, but it's a really good ability. Yeah, and I mean, when you're when you're building this team, you need to also think of, all right, what type of, let's say this team gets really popular. What what, what are going to be some of the hate cards? You know, there's the... Delayed Blast Fireball. Or what, or yeah, that's true. But the, what, what's her name? Dr. Um, Dr. Light. Dr. Light that would, uh, it hurts sidekick teams. But the good thing is, is this dumb, dumb Dugan is not an ally itself. So... He's not really affected by Dr. He's Light, is he? He's not affected, but all the sidekicks doing deadly, would they still... They still not, yeah, knock yeah, him out. Yeah, just because you're engaged. Yeah, they you don't have to actually engage. So, so it damage. gets around a lot of those sidekick kind of hate things. Um, but uh, there are other sidekick hate things too, but you just have to remember. And then there's always the control things. You know, if, if you're, if you're going all in on dum dum, you need to make sure you have something in case he gets uh, blanked or, um, yeah. Or if Spider-Man like gets blanked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And have those backups. And I mean, some other ways to do it is like a Madam web. It's it. I mean, you're getting these, whenever you're getting these big beefy characters that you want to get through, you get something to absorb all of the other blockers, and she's good at that. Yeah, as well. she's the good version of Spider-Man, right? I don't know, <laughs> but if if you give this Spider-Man all of those deadly, I could see this being better. Oh, right, you're, you're building around. Ooh, that, so you're getting rid of all of that's their characters. That's true. Rather than, yeah. I mean, you could give Madam Web deadly too. Yeah, you could just know we're in for a five-cost deadly character like Medusa. <laughs> yeah. knock everything out <laughs> all right but so that takes a lot of work yeah so uh <laughs> <laughs> no it doesn't um so first of all thank you guys for helping brew this team because i like i didn't think about this combo before i'm like dum oh, dum's okay but you guys kind of took it to the next level it's good and, and uh, i, like I it. really think it could be competitive yep so big shout out to trey and gord for sending those teams in we love it if you guys want to send in your own suggestions for brewing buddies like i said we only have one left um and if we don't have any we're gonna start picking zacks and Russ, oh man, maybe we no, won't. not Russ's. We won't pick Russ's. We could just go back to doing our normal, you know, 
types of segments that we used to do, <laughs> like a lot of that's and all that stuff. We still sneak them in, but everybody <laughs> likes this. They'll scare everyone. Now we're going to yeah. get tons of yeah. submissions. Yeah. Yeah. Tons of, like, yeah. No, no, uh, okay, we'll, we'll submit some. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So send send in your suggestions. You can use the subject title "Doctor J Sucks" um, <laughs> or, just or is wrong. <laughs> yeah, or is wrong. Um, I really wish I monitored the emails that came in, <laughs> not you guys. Oh, There's a reason it. you don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you can always shoot us an email, double burst at ktdata.net. Again, just mention Brewing Buddy somewhere there, and I'll put it on the list. Or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash double burst. Gentlemen, thank you so much. It's always a blast to kind of sit and talk. And, you know, it's somehow, even when he's not here, Scarecrow gets mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. What do you think about that rare quasar and any suggestions for that brewing buddies? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe so you automatically get the episodes and cool player resources. Big thanks to Game Haven Sandy for giving us a place to record. If you guys live in Utah, make sure you check them out. If not, check them out online at yourgamehaven.com. Of course, big thanks to everybody who listens to this show. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Mm-hmm.